Hello and welcome. It's Adina from the Immigrant Finance Podcast. We are so excited to have you here. Let me introduce myself for a second. I am an immigration attorney who's been practicing for nearly 10 years. I'm also an accredited financial counselor and a financial and business coach specializing in empowering immigrant families really move from surviving to thriving and build wealth and live to their fullest potential. I got involved in this work from a unique experience where I am actually not an immigrant myself, but my husband is, and I have gone through with him the whole experience and journey of what it looks like to come to this country and know nothing about finances and have no resources and what that can do to you personally and as a family. And what happened for us was Mal came here in 2013. And when he came, we really struggled about money for several years. And even as an immigration attorney, I couldn't find any information out there about how immigrant families could navigate the financial system. I didn't know whether he could have a bank account or a credit card or invest or whether he'd be able to have a mortgage or retirement fund someday as we thought about growing our lives together. And this was really hard and it caused a lot of anxiety and stress and overwhelm for us. We spent about the past 10 years really obsessively studying the intersection of the immigration system and the financial system and learning how they really work together, how people can navigate it, um, and first started sharing about what we were learning in 2018 on our website at immigrantfinance.com, which we would love for you to check out. We've got a ton of free, awesome resources that can be helpful up there. Um, and so once we started this website and started blogging about this topic and really seeing there was nothing out there on the whole internet we knew that the, we had we had something that was helping people, and we knew that we needed to take that very seriously and expand it. So we have since grown the platform where we've now got this podcast, um, our YouTube channel, a um, ton of social media education content out there. You can check us out on various platforms. We've got a free Facebook group. Um, we, people can hang out and check out some of our trainings. And for those who are looking for more support, we have our signature immigrant finance school program where we really focus on helping immigrants learn how to do everything financially, regardless of their financial um, or immigrant situation. And we help people make massive financial shifts so they can move from surviving to thriving, to move from the paycheck to paycheck situation with no plan to having a plan to create lifetime wealth um, and to really move forward their goals and thrive. Um, this is something we are extremely passionate about doing, um, and it is our act of service to the world. And we hope to see more and more immigrants who are taking these steps, um, who are supporting each other and growing this amazing community so that we can see more immigrants building wealth. Our goal is to, over the next five years, help 1,000 immigrant families invest over $10 million together. So join us in this journey. Um, let us know about what steps you're taking to move forward your finances 
share, you know, share out these episodes, share out our posts so that we can get the word out and encourage your family and friends to take steps to become more financially empowered because this world would look very different and our immigration laws and system would look very different. And frankly, the people who vote and determine the future of this country would look very different if more immigrants were financially stable and strong and building wealth. So thanks for joining us on the ride and we can't wait to connect with you. Um, always love hearing from our audience. So shoot us a message on Instagram at immigrant.finance um, and we can't wait to connect. Enjoy the episode and take care. Hi everyone, it's Adina here, the host of the Immigrant Finance Podcast. We have Andrea Rotondo with us today, who is an amazing bookkeeper and expert on all things finance with businesses. Welcome, Andrea. How are you? Hi, everybody. Yes, thank you so much, Adina, for having me here. My name is Andrea Rotondo. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to chat about all things bookkeeping. And I know that everybody's probably like, not for me, but just wait because there's going to be some gut information for you. So thank you. For Absolutely. That. Yes. Um, and let me go ahead and share your, your bio and we can jump in. So Andrea is a bookkeeper and the owner of Liquid Sense Bookkeeping. Her background is in psychology. She's years of volunteer work and um, life as a military spouse, now a veteran spouse. Um, these experiences filled her with a desire to connect and help others in a meaningful way. That's why she supports women business owners who want to build wealth while helping others. She lives with her husband and kids in South Florida. Um, anything else you want to add to that about who you are? Yes. And yeah. on top of all of that, I am an immigrant. I was born in Ecuador and I moved here when I was 16. So it's a whole bunch of beautiful pieces that make who I am. So. Yes. And love the Ecuador connection. I think you're one of the first guests we've had on the on the podcast from Ecuador. As you know, my husband's from Ecuador right. we go often. He was just there last week, actually, for a wedding. No way. Yeah. I actually haven't been back since I moved here. So I'm wow. sure everything is super different <laughs> now. It is. It's a crazy time right now. There's really serious protests going on. Yes, I did yeah. see that. That's a whole other story. But to jump in, I'm wondering actually if you can start with kind of defining what bookkeeping is for people who aren't familiar with that term, and then we can yes. kind of get into your immigrant background. Absolutely. So bookkeeping is basically just keeping track of your finances, specifically in your business. So you have a business, you have income coming in, you have expenses and just money going out. And bookkeeping is a process of recording all of that. Now, there is so many ways that you can actually do that. And the most important thing of bookkeeping is the actual results that you can get from that. So for example, you have all your records, assuming that everything is done correctly, that you're doing things pretty often, you're going to be able to look at your reports, uh, your financial reports, that they're literally being or, or grabbing those numbers from those records that you're putting in. So for example, if you're wondering how much money did I make last month or how much money am I making so far in this month or this year? How does that compare to last year? If you have different offers, how much each one of those are making, 
So all of those numbers, you're going to be able to pull from those records as well as your expenses. It's so much easier to keep track of your income because you usually have it more concise. Like you can see the payments coming in and things like that. But your expenses usually just go and go and go and we swipe and we swipe. Everything is online now. So it doesn't even feel like you. we don't feel the burden or the pain of paying things like physically paying with cash or even swiping your card because everything is online. So we tend to overspend a little bit or not. If we're not overspending, we're not so much aware of where our money is going. And that's another benefit of you keeping track of everything because you can literally pull up a list of this is exactly cent by cent, dollar by dollar, where your money is going. And based on that, you can continue to make decisions that are going to be helpful for your business and your profit. That was such a great explanation. Thank you for sharing that for people to to know the value of bookkeeping. I'll just share like quickly my experience to help people see why this is important. Um, So I didn't know what bookkeeping was until years into having a business. I don't think I had even heard of it. And, you know, my parents had their own business and were entrepreneurs and they never had a bookkeeper even. And they, um, you know, they had like an accountant who helped with taxes and stuff. But I remember growing up, like my mom sitting there for like days every month, like overwhelmed by all the receipts and everything. And yeah, um, so, you know, I just, it, I hadn't even thought about it. And then my coach was just like, just trust me, just do it. Like you don't want your brain space going to all of that. Like all the, every single transaction, like there's more value you can be offering in your business, like just invest in a bookkeeper. And it's been amazing. It's been so helpful and giving me a lot of time back. So I'm very grateful for bookkeepers. That's true. And it's so true what you're saying, like coming, my dad as well was also a business owner and we had an accountant, but we didn't have a bookkeeper. And now I'm like, how did we even do this? (laughs) Like, how did we have a business and not know, like not have access to that kind of information? And also what you said, like you just free up so much mental space because it's kind of like a pressure that we put on ourselves as business owners to like literally have absolutely everything under control. And that's kind of unfair of us to put that kind of like responsibility or expectation mostly on us to know it, like not to get it done, but to know it like, oh, I'm the business owner. I should know this. Of course, I'm the one working. I should know where my money is going. I should know. And then whenever somebody asks you or you want to know and you don't know, it's like, I must be doing something wrong. Like everybody knows this, but I don't. And that's not the truth. And that's another benefit of like, you are not the one in charge of keeping track of absolutely like the running math in your brain. You don't have to. There's literally so many ways that you can do that and still obtain their results. So that definitely feels like like a pressure off your shoulders. Totally. And not only is it just one more thing I want to add for why it's important so that people know to listen to the rest of the episode if they're listening now is like, it's not just, you know, taking that burden off you of the numbers and the details. It also helps you grow your business and make more money because when you right. have that time freed up and you have those numbers, you know, that are accurate and uh, you can be more strategic. You can see, okay, what's happening this month? What was going on this month compared to last month that might be causing this or last year? 
what shift can I make in my business? So you let you allow the numbers from the bookkeeper to guide you to make more strategic decisions in your business. And then again, time, you have more time to focus on making money and helping people doing the work you're supposed, you were meant to do in the first place, right? Right, exactly. Yep. You said that really well. Cool. I'm, I'm very passionate about this. <laughs> but yeah, let's go ahead and learn, have um, folks learn more about you. So if you want to share a little bit about your family's immigrant background, I think it, people would yeah. love to hear. Yes. I was just telling Adina before we started recording, like how it's been so interesting this week to like remember all of that and go through all of that. Because right now I am 34. I just turned 34 two days ago and I moved here when I was 16. Thank you. Um, So I was 16 when I moved here. And when you're 16, you're not like, you don't care anything about, I'm going to go and have a better life. Like you just want to stay with your friends. So that's where I was. I didn't want to come. I was very adamant about coming. I was very lucky to come with my family. So my dad and my mom moved here and we moved in with my sister. She had already been living here for many years. And that's kind of like how the whole immigration journey started through my sister. So my parents, uh, because they like in whole, like the immigration thing, they were first priority. So they were able to obtain all their documents and everything super fast. However, somehow along the way that I really can't pinpoint, I don't remember, we got some bad advice and my papers just were not coming. We were not getting anything. Like I was not getting any notifications, any updates. Nothing was happening and time was going by, was passing by. I had finished high school. I got scholarships from different places and I was just not able to do anything with those because I didn't have um, my documents in place. I was thinking about joining the Air Force and I couldn't do it because, again, I didn't have my social security number. And one day we we're like, OK, we need to go figure out. I need to, you know, I want to keep on getting, reaching my goals and things like that. And there's just something missing. So we went to an immigration attorney's office and without hesitation or emotion, she just told me straight up, like she told me in Spanish, estás en estado deportable, which it means that basically you just can get deported at any minute. And I was like, what? (laughs) Like, I had no idea. How is it that we were just not aware of this? And we were all just very surprised. Number one, that we just didn't know that. And number two, how just things can fall through the cracks. And if you don't get the right advice, and at least with immigration, things are always evolving. And it's very difficult for us as the ones doing the petitions to keep up with all of that. So we were just kind of like, I guess, upset at ourselves that we didn't figure that out before. So I was kind of like stuck in there, like, how do we figure this out now? So we just, you know, we chatted with the lawyer and we just kept on waiting and waiting and waiting and figuring things out until finally after, I don't know, it was like probably 10 years, I was able to finally get everything in place. 10 years. It was a very long time. a long time. I think the way that she described like you can literally go back at any moment. It really hit me to the point that 
I started to kind of hide. Like I just wanted to be yeah. invisible. So yeah. whenever I was out, I like you would never see me being loud or like I just wanted to blend in. I didn't want to stand out. I didn't want to cut any, you know, like attention. I didn't want anybody to know my name. I was so afraid to like getting caught driving without a license because since I moved here when I was 16, I didn't have a license from Ecuador. I was not mm. able to get one here, so mm. I didn't have anything. So I didn't even learn how to drive until I had wow. my papers because I was like, I can't even risk it. Like, like 10 years being, later. Yeah. Wow. Thank so you for sharing was- all that because I know a lot of people in our community have gone through or are currently going through that. So thanks for just sharing yeah. like what that felt like. Yeah, it's definitely, like I said, it was a shock in the beginning. And then you kind of, at least my experience was, I don't want anybody to know that I exist. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. here, you know, like I don't want, other than my circle, like my trust circle, I don't want. And it's at that point, I don't even think that I was something that I just shared. I don't think that I have Mm -hmm. really talked about everything up until now. So It is, it was very, very heavy at that point. Like now I say it with a lot more ease, but at Mm -hmm. that point it was very difficult. I know, like I was aware that there were so many opportunities and things that I wanted to do that, and opportunities that were given to me that I couldn't, like I couldn't take them because of that limitation and that's what it felt like. And in the way, obviously it is, it's a limitation um and it's very emotional more than the logistical kind of thing it's very emotional it never really leaves you so at least in my experience um so if that's you like as you know saying like it's you're really not alone it's very it's so many so many people that go through it that you probably don't even know in your circle that are experiencing the same thing and I do think that we have to be very careful with how we manage that and how we discuss that. But most importantly, I think that what I take from that piece of journey that I had, like in my journey, is that you want to find reliable sources. You want to find the right advice, whether it's, you know, Adina right here, getting the right, like actual information that you can really trust, go some, like go to somebody and get them, like give them your document. This is my process and things like that. Because mm-hmm. that does give you peace. Even though the news that I received when I went to the attorney were not the ones that I was expecting, it did give me the information that I needed so that I could now know what steps to take. Right. Without that right. information, you don't really know. You know where you want to go, but you have no idea where you are. And if you don't yeah. know where you are, there's no way that you can build up like a roadmap. Exactly. So it's very, very important to really seek actual advice, cater to you. And the same thing with your finances, which is something that it was, I experienced that as well. It's exactly the same. I wanted to work, but I couldn't get paid because I didn't have a social. So my, it was our accountant that told me you can just get an IT number, get uh, build, like make an LLC and then you can just get paid like a contractor. What yep. they didn't tell me is that an LLC is a separate entity than myself. So I got paid. I deposited that check into my business account. It was called Arrow 49. I still remember. <laughs> and 
that's the same card that I swiped to go get my groceries, like to go buy clothes, like whatever it is that I wanted to do for myself. That was my money. I have no idea what the accountant did to do my taxes. I have no idea up until now that I'm learned, like that I'm in this world of like, this is what you do. This is what you do. I was like, no, number one, nobody told me number two, I didn't know. So I never really like the responsibility still falls on me. I didn't look it up. I have an NLC. What now? Kind of thing. Yeah. Information was not so readily available as it, it is now. And it's so funny because this is what, like maybe 13 years ago is not that far ago. Yeah. But still, I was not Googling everything as we do now. Right. So yeah, that's one of the things. Jump in for a second for people to know exactly what you're talking about. Um, You're talking about like the importance of having separation between your personal finances and your business finances. And most people don't. Most people don't know, even if they don't have an immigration issue right? It's just all mixed together. And it's important to separate it for lots and lots of reasons. We'll talk about, I'm sure I'll let you talk about why it's important, but yeah, just wanted to clarify that for folks. Please continue. Yes, absolutely. So like I was saying, like people tell you kind of like, people like to give advice and tell you, oh, this is what you should do. Yeah. But there's always, this is what you should do. And these are the steps to do things correctly. And that's where we tend to like, not pay attention to those steps. It's just like, okay, yeah. you should do, you should get an LLC. You should create a business. Uh, but like Adina was saying, it is so so important to keep your finances separate because, especially for the IRS, and then also in terms of legalities, Adina can tell you that. But for the IRS, that's just red flags. Like, oh, this business is using like it's called commingling of funds, which is their funny mm-hmm. like. Um, like fancy way of saying you're mixing, you're using yeah. personal and business from the same account. And that's against what the IRS has established for businesses. So that raises red flags. If you are like me, that I w- I had no status, I was just there waiting. Um, you don't want to create, you know, a, you know, you don't want the extra attention to look at you and say, mm, no. You know, like you're asking for this. I'm not going to give it to you because you're not being compliant with your finances. So you want to make sure that you're doing everything straight. It does give you that piece of I'm doing things right. And if somebody were to come and ask me for my finances, I can show them. I have all the records. I can show them and I'm doing things right. Yeah. And number three, I think, I don't even know how many points I said, um, it is so much easier. Like we were going back to the bookkeeping It's so much easier to actually be strategic with your money to have them separate. Cause if everything is mixed, your numbers are going to be all mixed. It's going to be so much harder for you to take that first step of actually getting it done. You're like, Oh my God, but I have 300 transactions. I don't want to get this done. That's in the like practical side. And then also looking at it as the big picture I remember thinking, this is just a name so that I can get paid. Mm -hmm. This is not really a business. Mm -hmm. But what's stopping it from being a business? Why can't it be a business? Exactly. What's stopping it from you to say, you know what? That cycle of la lucha, que estoy en la lucha, like I have to work so hard. Yeah. Why can't it, why can that be that tool? Mm -hmm. 
to get you out of that. Like you don't have to stay there. So if you have already established a business to do the same thing that I was doing to get paid yeah. and doing all of that, or if you want to do that, that is such a great tool for us to continue to build that wealth, to get out of mm-hmm. that just ongoing struggle. And it is one of those things that you can use for to build wealth for your future generations, which is, again, yes. something so important and to the core of us immigrants. We want that better future for us. But most importantly, we are looking at the generations that are coming after us. Absolutely. And if that's what you're using today to get paid, then use that as that wealth again for the for them that are coming after you. I love that. And how, how much of a difference is there between like, I just have an LLC because I don't have another option and the immigration laws have required this of me to do this. Right. So I guess I'll just do it in order to get paid versus I'm a business owner and I'm building a business, you know, to do what I meant to do and help grow as a person and grow my business and grow, you know, my wealth and support my family. Like it's such a different mindset and it's those little tweaks you can make with mindset that it's not about the immigration laws. It's a choice. It's like taking your power back in that situation. Yeah, for sure. I think that if I would have thought about it like that back then, it would have helped me get out of that. Like, I want to be invisible. I don't want anybody to know that I exist. It would have really helped me Yes. with that. Like, I am a business owner. I never really thought of that up until now that I have my bookkeeping business. But yeah. it does help. It does give you a different perspective. It helps you to kind of like lift up your eyes and see there's more. There's more yeah. than just trying to figure out this paycheck. There's more than just this four walls and it's literally doable. Like you can reach it. Yeah. But it it starts with us. And also I don't think that we can do everything on our own. I do think that we need community. I think that we need support. I think that immigration, like uh, this journey is specifically to what I lived and everybody has different journeys. We really like it's okay to feel very overwhelmed, to feel down, to feel like there's no way out. I felt like that for so long. But like try to find at least one person to be that support for you. That when you feel like I was saying, like down, just sad, like the straight up sad. I feel sad. I want to cry about this. I don't know if this is going to ever work out. And you just want to complain for five minutes or more that you can do that with somebody. Yeah. And that somebody has to be somebody that can lift you up, mm-hmm. that is ready. They, like they know I'm going to be here to be your support. I'm going to be here to lift you up whenever it is that you feel down. Because the reality is whenever we see things, like we just got horrific news that happened in San Antonio a few days ago. It is heartbreaking. And it is hard. Yeah. The reality is that there's days that we feel like that. So mm-hmm. a support system, I think it's one of the most important pieces in, in building wealth for us and for our family. Yeah, and that includes not only, you know, community support, friends, family, mental health support, but also support in your business like bookkeeping. I mean, that's another way yeah. of getting support so that you don't have to do everything alone. 
and For figure sure. out every single thing in your business. Like there are, there are services like what your business provides that supports people in that way, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And we all come from different journeys. We all have different, like, it feels like the before and after of like, oh, who are you in your country before you moved here? And who are you now? it feels like you're two different people. Somehow there's like a loss of identity when you move here, especially when you don't have status like I, like I went through. And that matters, like who and what you did, like who you were and what you did before you moved here, whether you are, you know, a child, a teenager, an adult, it does matter. But up to a point, because for example, like I was sharing, my dad had his own business and he had his own ways of doing things in Ecuador that that's how the, th- you know, that's how it is done in Ecuador. And yeah. I, you know, we chatted, we always met with other business owners and things like that. And they all had kind of like the same mentality of, well, this is how I did things in my mm-hmm. country. So I'm doing the same thing here. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a mistake. I think that's a mistake that we make as immigrants that in that journey or in that um, attempt to hold on to who we were before, which I don't think it never disappears, but that's just the way that we look at it at that point, an attempt to hold on to what we were before, we tend to not be so flexible in, in the path, like in the structure of things that we build. Be- business is one of those. You know, I had my wife do it. I had this person do, for example, talking about bookkeeping. Yeah, it's just this person used to do it. So I don't really need anything else. I have yeah. my notebook. That's how right. I have always done it. Right. That's the one phrase that you really have to forget. Like just the way, mm-hmm. just because there's something that you have been doing it the same way all the time. Number one, doesn't mean that it's right. Number two, if it was right, doesn't mean that it can improve. There's mm-hmm. always, always room for improvement. And especially when you are trying to navigate all the IRS things and laws and just so many things, so many um, like entities to like, I have to respond to this, to this, to this, to this. It's better if you go at it with like an open mind and say, okay, I might've done it this way before, but I'm going to learn. This is this is a new country. It's new laws, new different everything. So go at it from scratch and try to learn as much as you can, mm-hmm. but also making it in a way that works for you. Yes, you got to be flexible. Yes, you got to be compliant to things, but that doesn't mean that it's going to be super complicated. You know, like bookkeeping is one of those things that are like, oh my gosh, I don't want to do it. This is going to be so complicated. This has so many things. And then once they start work, like people start working with me, they're like, oh, this is so much better than before. <laughs> like it I makes was everything better. <laughs> right. So you just got to tweak and you learn along the way. But yeah. Um, yeah, just try to think like I was saying, just don't try to, don't try so hard to hold on to those old ways in a way we can call them that there's room for better things we can't make room for better and bigger things and greater things if the channel like the street that we're walking on it's so narrow we gotta expand Mm. there's a quote you're making me think of i just looked up it's um the definition of insanity is doing the same Mm. thing over and over again and expecting different results 
Yes. So it, it just made me thought of that because it's like, yeah, if you keep doing things the way you always did, maybe they're working, but how can you expect it to get better? Right. Yes. Oh, that's good. Exactly. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about starting Liquid Sense Bookkeeping. How did it happen? Yeah, it started about like three years ago. My husband was in the military. He was in the in the Coast Guard active duty. But we were thinking, I think it's time for us. I think it's time for our family for just to go back, like to get out of the military, separate of the military. And I was thinking, okay, I'm going to go back to work. At that point, um, I was home with my kids. Unemployment is actually a big, big um, struggle for military spouses just because we have to move so often. Yeah, right. People look it up and the, like they see your resume. They don't like that. <laughs> so yeah. it's very hard to get a job and so many other factors. So just yeah. a quick parenthesis, if that's you, your military spouse, and you're going through the same thing, you can reach out to me. I have so many contacts that can help you navigate really nice. that and specifically address that. Um, yeah. So that's just a quick shout out to that's other people other, that can help you with that. Yeah. That's a whole other business you could have there. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, like I, it's not even me. Like I know so I would direct you to the right people to help you, but just know that it's not you. It's not like, oh my gosh, why is this not working? It doesn't work. Yeah. Like it's just, it's a struggle. But anyways, so I was like, okay, I'm going to be home with my kids. Um, Childcare is another issue. So I was like, okay, I'm going to stay home with my kids while my husband is doing, you know, doing what he's doing. But when we were thinking about him getting out of the military, I was like, okay, I think I'm going to have to go back to work because I don't know how those finances are going to look two years from now. Right. So I was thinking, um, I'm going to go back to the same thing as before. And then I was like, no, I want to be home with my kids. I want to make money. And then that was before the pandemic. It, like mm. I started getting ready before the pandemic. So I was looking timing. at things like the whole conversation of working from home was getting stronger and stronger. Mm-hmm. So that's when I was like, okay, I have worked with QuickBooks before um, for many years. I like to be kind of like behind the scenes because I'm still not like... I'm very quiet. Um, I like to just do my work behind the scenes kind of thing. And it just seemed like very flexible. I could be with my kids. I could make the money that I needed to bring yeah. for my family. So I started getting ready to like my trainings and everything. The pandemic happened. And I think that um, it really served well to my industry because people are very hesitant to share their financial stories with people that they don't have in front of them. Yep. So if I can look at one positive thing, which that's another whole thing, it's so hard to look at something so horrible that happened and say, well, that was good because of this. And that's not what I'm trying to say. But I think that the timing was really good for those people that wanted to work from home as everybody can see the great resignation and everything that happened um that was really beneficial for my business because people were more open to the whole concept of bookkeeping with Mm -hmm. a person that I have never seen in my life right um so yeah that's what I did that's why I started that's when I I launched it and Just a side note again of that, if that's you, like you're trying to launch or wanting to launch your business, 
just do it. Like everything doesn't have to be perfectly aligned. You don't have to have this big folder of your business plan. Just nope. get the first step. And Screw business that, plans. Yeah, like just go for it. You can totally yeah. do it. You can totally do it. I think the first year that I was in business, which was like two years ago, this is not mm-hmm. super a long time ago. Mm-hmm. I remember my profit at the end of the year was like $400. And I was like, and of course, <laughs> you start questioning everything. Is this really for me? Can I really do it? Blah, blah, blah. And then you just have to keep on going. And I think that's one of the biggest things that I have learned that everything that you see online is make $5,000 today and go from zero to 10 in one month. You know, everything is just fast, 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 fast. Yeah. And although that is very possible and so many people have done it, that doesn't mean that if you don't do that, if you don't get there, that you're failing or that you're a failure. For you know sure. I mean? Everybody has their own journey. Everybody has different goals as well. If you don't have your goal of $10,000 a month, that doesn't mean that you are doing something wrong either. Right. I never had a goal of $10,000 a month. So my profit, like I I didn't like my numbers, but at the same time, it was not a failure. You know what I mean? I was not taking yeah. off <laughs> because at Especially that when point, you're starting. Exactly. And yeah. you have to look at really what you want to build with that. Absolutely. If you want to build a large business with employees and locations and things like that, or if you want to build, for example, in my case, I want to work from home. I want to be present with my kids. I want to be there yeah. to put them down to bed and to make their breakfast, but also what I want to work, then that's going to dictate how much time you can work. And Absolutely. how much time you're able to work is going to have a direct effect in your, in the cash that you make, at least in the very beginning. Once you're already evolving and growing, you can move a little bit back. Things are continuing to grow and make money without you being in the business. But that takes time to get there. And that's yes. what a lot of people don't share. They just tell you, I'm making so much money and I'm here in the Bahamas just drinking. <laughs> but it took time to get there. Yeah, yes. You have to be the one to build it. So I think yeah. that like when it comes to building your business, you do have to be clear with your personal go- personal goals mm-hmm. and be okay with that. Whether it's $100,000, a million dollars or $2,000, that you're okay with that and, you, and build your day around it. Mm-hmm. And whenever you don't make it, you don't make it. And somebody told me in the beginning, and I thought it was brilliant because I never thought that thought about it that way. If something is not working out, you're the boss. Just exactly. move it around. Yeah. So, yeah, if something doesn't advice. work out, if you want to not make two but ten, then make it happen. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you don't want to make ten, you now want to go back to two then make it happen. It's up to you to make those changes. And that feels good. And how can a bookkeeper support you kind of with that strategy? Like how do you work with your clients on their their income goals and their business? Yeah. So we always chat about, for example, in the end of the year and then towards the beginning of the year, we meet. So the way you look at your whole goal of like, did you meet this year's goal? This was your number. This is what you made. And then we look at the beginning. According to last year, where do you want to go and things like that? That's kind of a big picture of setting those goals. 
but I do like to chat, for example, with my clients. When you look at the numbers that you made, do you feel that those numbers make sense to the input? You know, like, is the output making sense to you that you're putting the input? Because I work mainly with consultants, with coaches, with therapists. So they're the ones serving their clients. Yeah. And sometimes the answer is yes. Sometimes the answer is no. So those are moments to really think about, like you were saying, strategy. Mm -hmm. So am I working too many hours and not really seeing the results? That's a red flag. Yeah. Am I making a lot of money, but I'm on the negative? That's a red flag. Do I have so many contractors, but I don't, I'm still seeing a lot of people. Like I'm still working with a lot of clients, but I am paying a whole bunch of people to do the same kind of work. That's a red flag. So we mm -hmm. look at literally every single line of their financial reports because every single line has a whole bunch of information behind yeah. it. So, and I think the first thing to do is to make that time because let's say that you have a bookkeeper or you are the one taking care of your accounts, whether it's in a spreadsheet in QuickBooks, whatever software it is that you're using, bookkeeping, like the first thing is for you to input those numbers. But the second part, and most importantly, is for you as a business owner to look at them. Look at the numbers. Yeah. So like, what are they telling you? Exactly. So that's what I do with mm -hmm. my clients, because even let's say that you have made the step to look at those numbers, that doesn't mean that necessarily you're going to know exactly what they're saying. So that's when mm -hmm. another support, like a bookkeeper, comes in handy because you might feel overwhelmed. You might feel confused. You might feel like, I'm just going to put it off. I'm just going to put it off. Yep. But when you work with me, there's a link. You're going to book a call with me. It's happening. You're yeah. going to get these numbers right there in your screen, and we're going to talk about them, whether you like it or not. So that's helpful, you know, to have kind of like somebody to guide you through the process, to to walk you through each number, to break things down in a way that it's relevant to you. Because a lot of times we get templates, for example, that are very like broad. But if you use something, for example, your friend, your profit and loss, your income statement, you look at it and those categories are making sense to you personally, to your goals. And obviously they have to be combined with the IRS. Then it's, you're going to find a lot more value. You're going to see if you're overspending in something, if maybe you have a little bit more room somewhere else, maybe you are thinking about hiring somebody else and you look at if you have that room there, maybe you're planning for a vacation during the summer so that you can go somewhere with your kids. Do I have some wiggle room? Can I work more hours or more time prior to that to build up for that and make that cushion? So there are so many things. And I think one of the best things to do is look at those numbers and just ask questions as if those numbers were a person. What can you tell me here? Money. Why can you tell me about me? <laughs> and just keep dissecting. You might hear my yeah. kids. They just came back from the park. Totally so cool. <laughs> I'm going to actually go close my door. Give go me for it. Time. Yeah. While you're going, I'll, I'll just share like, yeah, I think that's, that's such a, an important part of business finances that also overlaps a lot with 
personal finance planning and budgeting, it, it's very similar. Uh, there's a lot of parallel, like with your personal finances and your budget, getting that awareness of where is each dollar going? What categories are they going? Are they in alignment with your goals and your values? So I do really similar work with that with folks on the personal side. Um, but it's important if you're a business too. It, it, um, and you have to learn, first learn that skill set, I find personally, in order to do it for your business as well. Um, but then there's a lot of overlap, similar skill set. Yeah, for sure. And the truth is, most likely, if you're listening and watching us, you're in a position that the business that you have or that you want to build is going to be one of the main sources of income for your personal life. So it is very important, like Adina was saying, to keep both of them organized because yeah. let's say that you come to me and I have your bookkeeping like all squared away, everything looks beautiful and perfect. But in your personal finances, you have no idea how much money you need to spend. You don't have a budget. You don't know how much money you need to survive every month. How much money do you know? Like, you don't know how much money you need to get paid in your business to sustain your business and then have that money to pay yourself. So it's very important to have clarity on both ends so that they can run smoothly. Absolutely. That is such great advice. Um, What would you say is the number one lesson you wish you had learned about either personal finances or business finances, bookkeeping, starting a business, um, anything you'd want to share with the immigrant community specifically? Yeah, I think that, I think it's mostly what we chatted about the whole idea of this is a business. Yeah, on paper and before the law is a business. And when you look at it and you address it that way, you can literally, like it changes everything. It helps you like with the practical side of things to treat it as a business because you think of it as a business. You are not thinking of it as just a way to get paid, but you're thinking of it as a business. So it helps you. It's that, that motivation to at least start to get in the right track of keeping everything separate. I have my personal bank account. I have my business bank account. And I'm going to admit, I'm not going to mix them. I'm not going to go to the grocery store and just swipe. I'm going to take the extra step because the reality is it does take some extra steps. I'm going to take the extra step of logging into my bank app, transferring those funds, and then swiping my personal card. But at the same time, it doesn't feel... so tedious. It doesn't feel like, this is so annoying that I have to do this because you're thinking, well, I'm, I'm doing things right. I'm building my business. It just helps to feel less overwhelmed when you have so many other things to get overwhelmed and confused about, you know, that at least this area is, um, you're doing your best. Totally. I couldn't agree more. And I'm realizing one other benefit we didn't talk about yet of separating the business finances and taking your business seriously is the tax deductions. Do you want to add a word about why that's important to be able to get those deductions? Yeah. So basically, for example, when you have your bookkeeping and you run your profit and loss, your profit and loss is going to tell the IRS how much of that income is taxable. So how much of those numbers, let's say that you got paid, just for easy reference, $100,000 and you spent $25,000, you have now $75,000 left. 
that's the number that you're going to pay taxes on. Now, I am not a CPA or an EA, so make sure that you talk to your tax preparer for this. But that's how it usually works. And if you have your keeping track of your expenses in your business, those are the expenses that are going to decrease that top line, meaning your income, and it are going to tell the IRS, I spent this on my business. Don't tax me on this. I spent this much on computers, on software, on um, like whatever it is that your business is. If you have a restaurant, whatever it is, you're telling the IRS, these are the numbers that I spent on that. Don't tax me on that. This bottom line, this is what you should be taxing me on. And also a lot of people get like a, like a surprise bill at the end of the year. Oh my gosh, I didn't, I have no idea. I wonder how much the IRS is going to charge me at the end of the year as if it's a bill. But when you have that ongoing bookkeeping support throughout the whole year, you are able to send those payments as you're supposed to every quarter to the IRS so that at the end of the year, you don't have 15, 20, 32, whatever number it is, thousands of dollars to pay because you have yeah. already spent throughout the whole year. Absolutely. So that's another benefit that you don't have to like now figure out how much. And that's also when a lot of those like bad feelings about the IRS come like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, they sent me a letter that I have to pay $15,000. Like how dare they? Yeah. But in reality, they're not going to charge you taxes of money that you didn't receive. So mm-hmm. that's another switch that we can do as business owners. Mm-hmm. That you're paying yeah. that because you're receiving that. Now, because you're making you, money. Exactly. You are making the money. And it's really exactly what's happening when you are an employee that you have a mm-hmm. W 2. Every time that you get your check, and that also doesn't feel nice to so see your paycheck, I made this much, they took it out. This is how yeah. much money you're getting paid. But at least they already did the work. So you yeah. already feel like okay, I have to pay, but you didn't receive it. When yeah. you have that business, it is now your responsibility to take that number out and save it. So that's a really good practice to do when you have your business. Talk to your tax preparer and see what is a good percentage for you to save mm-hmm. out of either you want to do it every month, you want to do it out of every time that you get paid, whatever works for you. Just take that money out, save it, get a, a savings account just for taxes yeah. And then whenever it's time to pay the estimated taxes, which are every quarter. Now, every quarter for the IRS for estimated taxes have funky dates. So Good look time. those up. Um, mm-hmm. Make sure that's that's much easier. You know, you save that money, you send it every every quarter. It feels better. It doesn't. It does. Hurt it really does. So much. <laughs> Thank you for mentioning that. I think that's important for people to know about the quarterly taxes. Yes, for sure. And, and the deductions. And just to sum up, the deductions it's basically a way you pay less taxes. You know. You're, you, it's kind of like the, the government is paying for your business expenses in a way is one way to th- I think about it. Yeah. Like- <laughs> and a lot of people say like, well, so it's not going to be an, a, a de- it's going to be a deduction. So I'm just going to spend it. Like you still have to be mindful of your expenses. For sure. For it's sure. better to keep that money than to spend it if you don't really have to make the expense. Right. But if you are making a real valid expense for mm-hmm. your business, which the IRS calls it um, necessary and ordinary for its yeah. account as a, as a deduction, 
then yeah, you get a benefit out of that. So it's nice. Like it does feel a little bit better to spend the things that you have to spend for your business uh, without it being super, you know, super crazy um, to know that you're going to get a tax um, deduction on that. Absolutely. And, you know, investing in getting professional support, like working with a bookkeeper like Andrea, you know, or working with a financial coach or business coach, those are um, deductible expenses. Yes. So that's another thing to think about, like getting that support is not only about taking care of yourself and giving you the space to grow your business, but you also get that tax write off. So there's financial benefits too. So it's just about kind of learning the game. Like these are not you know, cheating the system or anything like that. These are all things laid out in the law and the tax code that, you know, people who are from this country and don't come from immigrant families grow up knowing and hearing about. Exactly. And it's important this community knows about these strategies. There's nothing wrong with using them. You don't need immigration status to do any of what we've talked about right? You just need that ITIN number if you don't have a social security number. So there's so much possibility. And that's why I get so passionate, excited about immigrants starting businesses, because like, there's nothing you can't do, right? You don't have to worry about the work permit stuff. And then there's also no cap on your potential. Like there is with a salary job and nine to five. Um, So yeah, it's learn, learn this stuff, you know, keep engaging, learning from folks like Andrea and Thank you so much for spending the time with us today and sharing all this really valuable knowledge. Where can people follow you, learn about you, work with you? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like you were saying, thank you. Thank you so much for um, just coming to Hear Us Out. It's so good to hear somebody else share their story and just feel like you're not the only one, although you obviously know that you're not the only one. Um But also finding the right people like Adina to get advice from. Um, obviously, like we were saying, go seek real counsel, like one-on-one counsel, but this is a good starting point. So if that's you, you're starting or you have your business or you have had your business here for many years and you have never kept track of anything, today is a good day to start. You don't yeah. have to feel like, okay, well, I didn't do it, I guess. <laughs> no, it can't. No, it's too late. It's not too late. You yeah. can totally, totally get it straight up. And if you don't necessarily like if you don't feel like you're going to end up working with me, but maybe you have a question that I can help you answer by all means. Um, you're welcome to contact me. So like Adina asked me, I hang out mostly in LinkedIn. So if you just look up Andrea Rotondo or Andrea Rotondo, whatever is easier for you to understand. I'm mm-hmm. in LinkedIn all the time and in Facebook, you will find me and, um, and Instagram, although I, barely hang out there. So if you text me, like if you message me there, I might not reply. So LinkedIn is where you can find me um, the fastest. Awesome. We'll make sure to link it below. So everybody make sure to connect and, and follow Andrea. Thank you so much for all your time and advice. We really appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. Take care. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to listen to the Immigrant Finance Podcast. And congrats to you for taking some time to invest in learning about finances. It is one of the most powerful steps you can take in your financial journey is just carving out the space and the time to prioritize it. It all gets easier from there. 
Um, if you found some value out of this episode, if you learned something, we would be so grateful if you could please share it with your friends or family and also go ahead and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and follow on Spotify. It would really help us be able to reach and help more people. Those algorithms do make a difference. There's two um, ways you can also deepen your journey when it comes to finances um, with immigrant finance that we would love to invite you to think about. The first is to go and join our private free community group um, over on Facebook. It's called Building Generational Wealth for Immigrant Families. And you can check it out at facebook.com slash groups slash immigrant finance. There's a bunch of free prior trainings we've done under the tab guides. Um, You will also be able to access future trainings that we have going forward and connect with other immigrants and their family members who are also focused on building wealth and building a better future for them and their families. The other way you can get started is by learning more about investing. Investing is one of the most powerful acts you can take to build wealth and to stop trading time for money and start building passive income and building wealth for the future. We have a free masterclass that is all about how immigrant families can get started investing And you can check it out over at investingmasterclass.immigrantfinance.com. Thanks, and we hope you have a great rest of your day.